Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. who is away this month um, I'm sure in a couple of weeks you'll be back here on the master class uh, the whole of this month we have been talking about how uh, to raise capital for your startup business um, I hope it has been insightful so far but we've been learning a lot from Abeni Aitego who is chartered management accountant and currently head of finance and investment at the Ghana Commodity Exchange who is all the way in Nigeria this afternoon joining us from there to have this <laughs> 
masterclass session with us. You see how important you guys are, yes. And so uh, Albert will be speaking with us in a bit. Uh, the masterclass is brought to you by Gwell, Gwell Good Energy, Goyana Raya Now, um, just by way of recap, we started the month by talking about developing the skills of raising capital. And then we moved on to funding options for businesses. And last week, we talked about grant financing. And so um, I hope that your notes are up to date. Grab a notebook, a pen, a cup of tea or coffee. The weather is cold these days. And then uh, we can have <laughs> We are going to be talking about uh, developing business plans and financial statements. And Albert, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Daryl. And I'm happy to be a, here nice for, the, for this week's masterclass. Um, I don't know, our listeners can't see that, but um, how is Nigeria? <laughs> we just arrived. I think the weather is quite okay. Yes, and um, right. just geared up for the masterclass this so afternoon. We haven't had a yeah. pepper soup yet. No um, I'm specifically at Abuja. Okay. Now, I was asking if you have had um, Eba and uh, pepper soup yet. <laughs> I had Subulu. <laughs> I'm ready to. <laughs> I see. Good for you. But I'm happy you could join us all the way from Abuja, Nigeria, uh, for this uh, session on developing business plans and financial statements. I tried to do a recap of what we have learned in the past three weeks, but I'm going to allow you to do that. Then we can move on to today's topic. Yes, thank you very much, Daryl. So for the masterclass for the last three weeks, we've been looking at how to raise capital. So week one, we looked at how we can develop the skills of raising capital. And then we touched that with how um, we can actually have entrepreneurs and business owners developing the mindset of analysis, so analytical mindset. In week two, we looked at understanding the various uh, business stages, in this case, the, the pre-seed, the seed, series A, series A, series B, series C, through to IPO. And then we try to understand what appropriate source of financing we should be using at each stage. So listeners were able to learn and understand the various sources at each stage. And what became very clear was that grant financing was very key, which was prevalent among all uh, majority of the stages. So last week we touched on grant financing and the need for business owners and entrepreneurs to build impactful businesses to be able to attract um, grant financing. In view of understanding that today we'll be looking at understanding the financial statements and how we can link that to val that up to value the business and then help to make informed and um, business decisions. So that's what we'll be looking at um, today as part of the masterclass. Um, so if I just started a business, I, I should have a financial statement. Yes. Yes. So in 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 in, in as an entrepreneur, the first thing that you would have to do is to be able to understand the key understanding of the financial statement helps you to be able to understand business valuation. So what I want talk about the financial statements there are four main financial statements that we are actually um, looking at and um, those are the statement of uh, financial position we have the profit and loss account we have the statement of changes in equity and then we have the statement of cash flows so that's actually um, what we have so as entrepreneurs and business owners we need to understand what each of these statements helps us to do so when we take the statement of 
comprehensive income, which is the profit and loss account, you should be able to understand that that is where you report all your um, revenues and then your expenditure directly related to the business that you are running. So I would want to give an example where if you are doing your P&L, for example, if you are into the uh, production of, uh, of products, your sales becomes part of the revenue that you have earned. And then if you have some subscription fees that are being paid, all those ones becomes part of your revenue. Then you will be able to identify the direct expenditure, which are expenditures related to the operations of the business. So you can look at operating sales, whatever is helping you to be able to uh, improve on your sales, marketing distribution costs. You can look at the uh, cost that you are using in care in terms of the uh, production um, directly for the production of, of, of the product that you are doing. And then also you can actually have um, some other expenses that would help you and uh, to be able to evaluate the expense. When you do that, it brings you to what we call a bit that. And in finance, when we talk about the earnings before interest tax, depreciation and amortization is actually the earnings that you are getting directly from operating your business before you can have tax and then the amortization coming in for you to have your earnings before interest and tax. So it's important to understand that this is how the loss statement is. But the profit and loss statement links to the statement of financial position. And the statement of financial position tells you what the value of your business is and how does it do that actually. And I want to take, take my time to explain how it does uh, it, it does that easily. So in on the statement of financial position, we have what we call the assets, and then we have the liabilities. So to, Okay, um, Albert is still with us um, all the way from Abuja, Nigeria, um, having this masterclass session there. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yes. Carry on, Albert. Yes, Daryl. I'm here. All right, thank you. So on the statement of financial position, what happens is that you need to be able to identify your non-current assets which your non-current assets are usually the um, assets that are helping in your production for long term. So I want listeners to be able to understand. And usually that comes in the form of uh, plants and uh, machinery, so land and prop properties that you use in the direct generation of your revenue. Then we also have intangible assets, so like the branding and patents of your business will all be captured assets. So current assets, usually when we say assets in, in finance, I want to break it down for all of us to understand that assets are the resources that you own for your business. So if you have those assets, you group it into the fixed assets and then the current assets. So the fixed assets are for the long term, and then the current assets are usually short term. And they are resources that you own usually within one year. Okay, it's a short term. So what are some of the things that will come under the uh, current assets. So we have um, stocks. So if you have your inventory, it will be there. If you have some cash balances, it will be there. If you actually have some kind of receivables, you'd also have it as part of your current assets. So when you add your current, your non-current assets as a current asset, you get the total assets. And then on the statement of financial position, we have liabilities. And liabilities are usually obligations to other parties. Then we have equity. 
And equity is the money that you actually started the business with. So I always explain that for the statement of financial position, which we call the balance sheet, it explains to us that you cannot start a business with money that you do not have. So usually the equity is the money you have invested in the business. If you add that to your liability, it should be equal to your total asset. So that is the explanation of the statement of financial position, which helps you to be able to value your business. Then we talk about the statement of cash flows and the cash flows, please, I want listeners to take note of this by right. There are three areas you look out for. So cash flows, you have to look at it in terms of your operating activities. And the operating activities is the money that you have actually uh, received as revenue from the business and then the expense. So the net of that will show on the statement of cash flows. Once you have done that, there's also, you have to be able to work on the uh, uh, cash flows for investing activities. So investing activities are the activities that you may have done for investment in like property, plant and equipment and all of that. So that will show the movement of cash in your business. And then the last part, which you do is the statement that you will have to show the movement on the cash flow in terms of the investment in financing, which usually we'll talk about the money that you have started the business with and how you have probably made profit or not. So the cash flow will show you the movement of funds in your business from operating to investing and then to financing activities. And then that will lead us to the statement of changes in equity, where that will give you the direct details of how you are financing your business. So I want listeners to take note of it that on the statement of changes in equity, usually you would have either if you have actually, you would have your stated capital and stated capital is the money that you started your business with that you have actually registered with the registrar general's department and capitalized as equity in your business. So once you have done that on the statement of changes in equity, we also have either you have made profit or loss, or if you have any cash reserves, all of these things will come under the statement of changes in equity. So Daryl is to let us understand the whole um, core financial uh, statement. And this understanding this will help you to be able to understand how you can value your business as a business owner and an entrepreneur. So the question is, all these statements that we are seeing, what does it do? So the PNL, you need to understand this as an entrepreneur and business owner, because it helps you to know your profit or your loss that you are making at every point in time. And once that is done, it helps you to be able to track, you're able to track your revenue trends and know which of your products is doing well, which area of your business is generating more revenue to put in more traction. It helps you to understand your, your key cost drivers and your key cost areas that are actually driving your business. So you can be able to manage your profit or loss. And then you can actually compare your performance over the period of time. And then when you are about to do budgeting, it will help you to do budgeting and forecasting. But when you come to the balance sheet, which is a statement of financial position, it helps you to be able to know what your total assets, okay? You are able to also know um, what kind of liabilities you have or obligations to other parties. And then you, you'll be able to understand the funding structure of your business, whether you are doing debt or you are doing equity or a combination of both. And that helps you to comply with regulations. And you can also compare with other um, businesses how they are actually 
doing. And then cash flow statements would help you to see how the movement of cash is actually. So if your business is making, let's say, 5,000 Ghana cities as profit, on your cash flow, you will show there. So the uh, profit will show as what, 5,000. This is cash that may have come in. And then within that, uh, what was the investment that you did in other investment activities like your PPEs? You'd have to show, which will show movement of cash out of the business. And then you'd come to the uh, financing activity that will show you that, okay, you started the year with X amount of money and you were able to probably have some cash reserves of Y amount of money. And this is how much money is left in your account. So when you are doing your financials, your cash flow statement balance should be equal to the cash and cash balances on your statement of financial position. Then the statement of changes in equity will give you all the sources of equity of your business that you'd have to be able to understand. Whether it's from profit or it's from stated capital or it's from reserves, it will be very clear how the structure is going. So it is important for us to understand these mandatory financial statements. And that is what will help you to be able to do the valuation of your business, Daryl. All right. Uh, so um, you're tuning to the masterclass here on Joy 99.7 FM, how to raise capital for your startup business. Today we are taking a look at uh, uh, financial statements and developing a business plan as well. And a lot of this sounds technical, as I hope that uh, you guys are able to follow. But uh, Albert has been talking to us about financial statements, and I just want to recap some of the uses of the financial statements as he has um, elaborated on. He says, uh, the use, first of all, the profit and loss account, know your profit and or loss, track your revenue trends and lines, cost management, performance, comparison over periods of time, decision-making, budgeting, and forecasting. Also, it gives you the statement of your financial position, um, i.e. assets, liabilities, and equity, um, asset solvency, or liquidity, analyze the funding structure, business valuation of assets, regulatory and compliance benchmark comparisons. Also gives you a statement of cash flows, understanding the cash position, evaluating the movement of cash, clearly identifying the source, the cash sources, highlighting the uses of cash, assessing the cash flow, sustainability, monitoring, investment and financing activities. And also Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To the statement of changes in equity, sources of equity for your business, understanding the equity movements, insights into dividend policies, monitoring of equity adjustments. And Albert, like I said, a lot of this sounds technical. Right. Can every business owner be able to do this or they need the help of somebody else? Daryl, I think that it starts from knowing that you, you can do it. I think you need to have the basic knowledge of understanding the financials, which is very important. Of course, you engage um, consultants and professionals in that area who would help you. But I think it is important for uh, business owners and entrepreneurs to be able to have the basic understanding of what the financial statements are whilst you work with a professional. And and it's actually doable. And like we say, you just have to tune your mind to understand this in a very lay in a very layman's language. Know that your PL is for you to make profit or loss and know how you control your revenue lines or expenditure lines like you've mentioned. And then my if I want to know the assets I own and and then the people I owe and the money financial position, which we usually call the balance sheet. So the balance sheet tells you that that okay. I cannot start a business with the money I do. The people I owe plus my equity. And then the cash flow, how has funds moved in my accounts in terms of the operating activities, investing activities, and then my financing activities? And then what are the sources of my, of my cash? And I think by virtue of this masterclass, we're just making it as simple as possible for listeners to be able to understand that it's possible to actually grasp the concept and apply that for your business, even if you are working with a professional. Chartered management accountant. Oh, no, it's very, very important. And when we talk about the business valuation, you will grasp more into that. Yeah, yes. our Itego is a chartered management accountant. Joining us all the way from uh, Abuja, Nigeria. So apologies if uh, you experience some breaks in its, in his delivery. Uh, we are dealing with technology here. But he's been talking to us about a financial statement. And I just am wondering, um, Albert, I, I, I just think that most businesses don't do this and so i'm just wondering how they're able to you know sort of determine whether they are making profit or they are making losses or able to determine the cash flow these are very important um uh, things that you need to put in place if you have to be invested already right 
Yes, Darrell. And a very important question. So usually what you do is that you have to be conscious of the fact that right from the inception of the business, you need to be able to track these variables that would help you to be able to understand the performance of the business. You don't have to wait. And what most most people do is that once the monies come in, you wait till maybe you want to apply financing before you start putting yeah, your exception. One thing we must know is that the company is a separate person from your individual. So try as much as possible to separate these two accounts and run the company as a person who is generating profit making expenses. And then you separate that from your personal accounts and your personal expenditure to be able to make effective business decision. And, and Daryl, it is even more important that when we talk about the business valuation, you would see why having a good knowledge of this at this point in time right from the inception of your business would help you to be able to at least know what the value of your business is at every point in time okay so uh what is the value of your business um is a question that you need to ask yourself so how do you go about it albert yes so daryl um, in terms of understanding the value of the business so in simple terms you ask yourself if i want to sell my business today how much value do i like the way we place value on things every day so in in business valuation one of the key things that we actually look out for is for you to be able to uh, use some techniques to be able to do that and the first one we recommend would be the assets and um, valuation so you can use the assets of your business to be able to value um, how much uh, the business is and I'll make it very simple for us to be able to understand so let's say we've we've set up a company Daryl company mm -hmm. so if you have Daryl company uh, and Darryl, when you start the business you'd definitely acquire probably you have an office that you have purchased you purchase an office furniture and and all of that so this office furniture and then you probably have uh, do not have enough funds so you would not have bought any land yet but for the office and the furniture space you would have to put some value on it so that falls under your non-current assets then you probably have some kind of money in your um, bank account then you have some receivables that you are actually also expecting so once you add your non-current assets plus your current assets it gives you the total assets that you actually would have in the business and once you have the total value of assets you look you move to the next part of your statement of financial position where you would have your liabilities and your equity which your equity is showing you how much money you started the business with and probably whether you borrowed some few cities from friends or otherwise now once you are able to get the total value of your of of your uh, business on the balance sheet we usually would term the value of that business as having undertaken an asset-based valuation method and what the reason why you choose an asset-based uh, uh, process it depends on the business industry that you actually find yourself in if your business has a high level of of tangible assets like landed properties and all of that it will help you to be able to understand that you can use the asset-based valuation and when we get to the industries i'll explain which industries are able to use the asset-based um, valuation but we can move to so this is a very simple method so I, I i say that 
for listeners, try to look at the furniture and fittings you have, all the assets that you have, and then place some value on these assets. Now, go back to your books, find out, do you have any amount of money or some receivables you are expecting? Do you have any inventories? Add all of these and get the total value of your assets. So, if your total value of your asset is 10,000, that becomes the value of your business. Because that 10,000 that you have, you would have started the business with probably 8,000 and you would have gotten probably 2,000 as liabilities from family and friends or other financial obligations. So once you are able to do this, you have a fair idea that the value of my business based on the assets that I own is 10,000 Ghana cities. And I, I want um, listeners to, to practice based on their businesses that they have. Let's use asset-based valuation. People can share what they think some of their business values are and all of that. Now, there are instances where you can use the earnings-based valuation. And in the earnings-based valuation, usually we apply a suitable PE ratio to the business post-tax earnings. And usually it's for companies that are actually listed on the um, stock exchange. And what that actually helps you to do is that you are actually valuing the company 10 times its earnings. So let me give you an example. So there's, uh, if, uh, if you want to use the earnings-based valuation, you should be able to establish the price-earning ratio. And the price-earning ratio tells you what investors are willing to pay for every $1 of profit that your company would make. So if the price per share on your company is $50, and then you have your earnings per share being $5, it means that you just divide the $50 by the $5, then you get what $10. So investors are willing to pay $10 for every $1 of profit that your company is actually making. Now, what that tells you is that the investors are also valuing your company 10 times more than it's earning that it's actually making. So remember that the price per share is 50. You are earning $5. So if your PE ratio is 10, then you are actually earning 10 times, you have been valued 10 times more the earnings. And I have an example that listeners can actually um, uh, uh, practice. If you have a higher PE ratio, there is an indication that your business is doing very well and investors will be very, very attracted to it. If you have a lower PE ratio, it means that you have to continue to work harder to be able to grow the business to make it more attractive to investors. And so I have an example. I said ABC has 3.5 million profit before tax with tax of 20%. PE ratio of $5. We can actually try and find out what the value of this um, um, company can actually uh, be based on the um, establishment of what we have done. So when you get your, your PE ratio, you would now multiply your PE ratio by your post-tax earnings, and that will give you what the value of your business is. So PE ratio times post-tax earnings. So I have here a company has 3.5 million as profit before tax. It is paying a tax of 20%. The PE ratio is five. We can establish what the value of this business would be. So in the example I gave, if your PE ratio is 10 and the company has a post-tax, profit after tax earnings of, let's say, 100 Ghana cities, you are having a company valuation of 1,000 Ghana cities.
All right. I'll bet uh, Mia Itego is a, a facilitator for the masterclass uh, the whole of this month. He's a chartered accountant, management accountant, also uh, currently the head of finance and investment at the Ghana Comedy Exchange, also author of the book, How to Raise Capital for Your Startup Business. Today, we are discussing uh, financial statements and business valuation. Those are very critical if you are if you're to be investor ready. And so we are going to take a short break. When we come back... Uh, Albert is going to conclude on business valuation techniques and we'll take a few questions. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. That's a class cutting your head right there. Welcome back to the Masterclass. Uh, my name is Daryl Kwao. Uh, Masterclass is brought to you by Gwell, Gwell Good Energy, Gwell Yenara India. Now, what do you do when you run out of fuel in your vehicle? Do you just top up anywhere? Don't do that. Let's introduce you to the Good Energy family and why you must be part. Gwell Super XP Roll 95 and Diesel XP are the best quality um, fuels with high performance in town for your vehicle. Gold Super XP195 is a high-grade fuel suit at the same prices as normal fuel. Gold Diesel XP is low in sulfur, making it eco-friendly option for your vehicle. With over 440 stations across the nation, join the family that rewards you with quality for an energized driving experience. Gold Good Energy, Gold Yenara Yenye. And so uh, we are continuing our discussion uh, this afternoon on how to raise capital for your startup business. And one of the things you should consider is having your uh, fi- financial statement and also valuing your business. And um, Albert has been taking us through at that. Uh, before we went on the break, we're talking about business valuation. And so um, I know a lot of this is quite technical, but uh, like Albert says, you, sh- you should have the basics at least to understand how it works and yeah. then you can take it from there. And so... I hope you have been able to put down some notes and uh, you're learning. I also want to point out that Albert has got um, his book, How to Raise uh, Capital for Your Startup Business. He has copies here at Joy FM. So if you want to purchase, you can come over and do so. And if you're listening and you have a question, uh, the text line is 055 you can send a WhatsApp and Albert will address it for you. So Albert, we are continuing from uh, where we we ended before we went on the break on business valuation. And so take it away from there. Very well, Daryl. And one thing that I want listeners to to know as part of this business valuation is that these are all different ways by which we value our business. But you have to be able to understand the industry that your business is in and then the composition of the of the assets. So for example, if you are in a product business, you would have a lot more products. If you, you have machinery that you are using to do production. So those kind of industries, we recommend the asset-based valuation for those kind of businesses. If you are in the service industry, so I'll take my time to explain which industry will apply which particular valuation method. But I want to just touch on the third approach. 
approach. So we've spoken about the asset valuation, which is one. You can use your earnings-based valuation method to also value your business. It is two. Now, the third method you can use is what we call the cash flow-based method of business valuation. So under this method of business valuation, you are actually using a dividend valuation model or a discounted cash flow method to be able to value your business. And what I want to use to say this very um, um, briefly is that usually you are actually pricing your business, probably knowing the price per share, if your company is actually listed or if it is not listed, what are the composition of the cash flow based method? So usually you would have your um, uh, 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 how much you are actually going to pay in terms of dividend, which you would have as the dividend price. And then you would have the cost of equity. And if you remember the first class, uh, the week one, we talked about the fact that Okay, Albert is, is frozen there. We are going to try to get him on uh, to continue. Every cost of financing has financing. So that also helps you to be able to understand the method that you should be able to use. So that's really what it is. And then when it comes to, so you have your um, uh, dividend over the cost of equity. But there are instances where there's constant growth in the organization so you should be able to establish the growth factor and then we apply that to the dividend and then the cost of equity now there's a value of there's a way by which you can value your business if the business has a lot of intangible assets so we call it the uh, uh, in uh, Uh, intangible evaluation method how do you how do i establish the value of my brand how do i establish the value of your patent and other very important intangibles in your business so i have a, an example here which i'll touch on to be able to help listeners to understand that usually you have to be able to look out for e-main things and we can write that down look out for your pre-tax pre profits look out for your return on assets Very important. Look out for your post-tax excess annual return. And then that would help you to be able to establish the intangible asset value of your business. And how do you do that? So ABX company reported a profit before tax of 10 million. The value of the intangibles is 4 million. The average returns on the tangibles is 9% tax rate. And then we have a tax rate of about 25%. And then cost of capital is about 14 percent so in an instance like this how can we help abx company limited to be able to value its intangibles so what we can do is to establish the pre-tax profit of 10 million so once you have 10 million us dollars then you less the return so the return on assets is nine percent then you multiply that by your tangible assets value which is four million and then you that will establish about 9.6 million then you now have to find out the post-tax excess annual return so that's the 9.6 Four, multiply that by the one minus the 25%, and that brings you to a valuation of 7.13 million. Then if you are assuming that the business is in constant perpetuity, you have the 7.13 million. Multiply that by the discounting factor of 1 over 0.14 and gives you a business valuation of intangibles of 51 million. So if you want to see the full value of this business, it will now be the 51 million which is the value of the intangibles plus the tangibles, which is what, 4 million, and that will give you what? Total business valuation of 55 
million. I think what is most important is for us to understand that we can value based on assets, we can value based on earnings, you can value based on cash flows, and then you can actually value the intangible value of the business. And then you add the intangible value to the tangible value to give you the total value. But it is important, Darrell, for listeners to be able to understand that the industries that we usually recommend and will depend on the industry that you find yourself and then the business valuation method that you can actually use so for example let's take an example like a company that is in the real estate business you have the the, the houses that have been built these are actually real tangible asset properties so usually you would use like an asset-based valuation manufacturing and industry businesses huge plants and machinery huge machinery for production. You can use the asset-based valuation method. If you look at businesses that are dealing with huge infrastructure, transport and shipping companies all use the asset-based um, valuation. When you look at the retail business or hospitality industries, you have built hotels all over asset-based valuation, construction and engineering, the agricultural industry, farming, who use the asset-based valuation because you are valuing the land to be able to establish the value and then even health facilities hospitals building hospitals huge machinery optometry machines and general uh, machines that are actually uh, uh, used on patients you would actually use the asset-based value but when it comes to the earnings-based valuation you literally look at companies within the technology and software industry e-commerce online retail biotechnology pharmaceuticals media and entertainment industries would usually would use the earnings based valuation healthcare and then and the telecoms industry education consultancy programs these ones you don't have huge assets so you would want to value your business based on the earnings or your cash flow that you are actually earning to be able to um, help you now when it comes to the cash flow based method we are actually recommending for industries that are actually the utilities industry infrastructure energy we are actually looking at um, waste management companies, long-term contracts that you may have actually held, healthcare services, even franchising businesses, you would have to uh, use the cash flow based methods, leasing and rental businesses that we actually have. So really it depends on the industry and then the, the, the method of valuation that will serve your business. So as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you need to be able to understand this from the very basic level. And then that even when you are working with professionals, you'll be able to work together and know what the value of your business is at every point in time. We have the, I mentioned the calculated intangible value. So usually they are with industries that have high levels of intangible, like the digital market in fashion and media and entertainment industry would actually use the CIV to be able to calculate their intangible values to establish the right uh, uh, value of their business, Darrell. So these are very important things that we actually note. And I captured and explained the business valuation method uh, in page 62 to 66 of the book, How to Raise Capital, to be able to give um, listeners that uh, broad understanding on business valuation. And once you understand this, you would see that it gets exciting as you're able to raise capital and value your business. Even we're working with professionals and understand that it's a science and you need the required education and training like what you are doing on the All right. Masterclass, among others. Albert, yeah, I've got a, a question for you as we wrap up uh, this afternoon. Okay, Daryl. What is the difference between business yes, valuation and business appraisal? What's the difference? Daryl, I didn't get that question. The difference between, Can you repeat the question, please? The difference between business valuation and business appraisal? 
Okay, so valuation is helping you to establish what the value of your business is. How much can you sell your business to investors or people who are even interested in purchasing your business? Now, appraisal can come in different aspects. You can appraise different aspects of the business from HR business operations, finance, and all of those to see how effectively your business is actually uh, operating in terms of how it's affecting the bottom line. The valuation is the high end where you know that you are now selling off the business or bringing in investors to know what your value is at every point in time. But the appraisal process is quite continuous. In, it even helps you to even enhance efficiency and effectiveness in how you actually um, operate as, as the Okay, uh, it's been a loaded class, <laughs> and and we have to end it here. Unfortunately, we don't have so much time um, here Business. on the master class. We need to wrap up. But thank you so much, um, Albert Niaitego. He is author of. Uh, how to raise capital for your startup business, also a chartered management accountant and a currently head of finance and investment at the Ghana Commodity Exchange. Join us all the way from Abuja, Nigeria this week to have this uh, masterclass session with us Both on are very developing business plans and financial statements. We touch yes, on also um, how to value your business or so business valuation for that matter. He's going to continue next week with uh, some more uh, on what you need to do. And all of this, like I point out, is to get us investor ready uh, so that we can raise capital for our businesses. And so, for instance, if you do not have a financial statement, uh, it's critical that you do so now and so that you don't have to just dip your hands into your accounts anyhow and, and spend without, you know, taking into account what you're doing without considering the revenue you're making, your profit or losses, the cash flow, and all those things that matter in ensuring that you are... Uh, you have the proper structures in place so that you can um, get access to capital for your business to move it to the next level. And so thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to continue this conversation next week. Hopefully, Albert will be back in studio with uh, with, with us to have uh, the concluding part of this month's series on how to raise capital for your startup business. My name is Daryl Kwao in for Yao Banafo. His days are getting... Uh, a closer days of returning and I know that you guys have missed him so much but he'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks uh, for now though uh, stay tuned to join 99.7 FM Ignition continues don't go anywhere